0: Know, take touchdowns off the board and I don't know that I think they punted one time so any questions hard out you, but what
1: do you tell well look it, you know it, it'd be one thing to say hey we're, we're gonna get on to the next game but um, we have to watch that tape you know and so tomorrow will be you know be tough for a lot of players tough for us too as coaches embarrassing tough to watch unacceptable. Whatever word you want to choose, you could use it to describe what we witnessed on Sunday here in Miami Gardens, Florida. I'm Nick Kosmider, host of the Not Another Bucking podcast. uh, Cover the Broncos for the Athletic. Joined tonight by Matt Kosmider, my brother, producer, uh, who also had the good fortune, if you want to call it that, of bearing witness to uh, to Dolphins 70, Broncos 20. Um, there's just so many ways, Matt, that we could we could start this, but but I, I this is the one I've been using that I think is is most apropos. If you play fantasy football and your kicker scores 10 points, you're usually feeling pretty good about that output. You're saying, all right, good job, kicker. You contributed very well to my team today. <laughs> Jason Sanders gave the Dolphins uh, and and his fantasy team teams that mm-hmm. he is a member of. He gave them 10 points today. Jason Sanders did not attempt a field goal in the game today. That is the way that that we describe it. I mean, Matt, I'm telling you, man, they're at this game. Every time the fans are done celebrating a touchdown, there's another touchdown scored. They scored 35 points in the first half. It was an utter and complete domination. They were up 35-13. to And somehow – they were even more prolific in the second half because, yes, they doubled their score. They, they they scored 35 in the first half, 35 in the second half. But the 35 points in the second half came from the 12-and-a-half-minute mark of the fourth quarter to the eight-minute mark of the fourth quarter, at which point they called the dogs off. They tried to call the dogs off a couple of times in this game, Matt. But it wasn't like oh, I McDaniel's mean, yeah. fault that the Broncos decided not to tackle anybody.
0: Yeah. I mean um. – it's no surprise that hashtag Fire Vance is trending right now on on uh, X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it these days. It it was not a good showing for really anyone on this defense. Um, I mean, I think we could we we'll probably dive into the offense a little bit here in a minute, but I think yeah, kind of like like you were saying, just the tackling from this team was absolutely atrocious. The yards after contact um, was was ridiculous. It seemed like every single time that the Broncos got any kind of push, the defender would get it, would get it, uh, you know, a hand on the, the ball carrier and then they'd get 10 yards afterwards every time. Yeah. Um, and I, you mean, just, I
1: you mentioned to me, you texted me to look up that stat. So I'm going to actually do that right now as you continue um, because you're <laughs> right. And there, there was a, to that point, I, I think that's where it starts was just sort of like the very sloppy nature i mean anything that a defense can do wrong in a game and like let, let's be clear the miami dolphins have probably the most explosive offense in the nfl mike mcdaniel is i think without peer as a play caller at this moment in time that they have they have developed a scheme that absolutely maximizes the the very um immense talents of their roster and so you have this like perfect storm of continuity scheme personnel all all of that is mixed into this just like potion that is making them absolutely explosive and unstoppable so like I think there needs to be that layer of credit we knew this was going to be a very tough game for the Broncos defense especially without Justin Simmons playing you know in against this team that's that those safety positions are so critical right so we knew this was going to be a tough game but even within, with those caveats established, this was a game in which it was just an utter embarrassment in terms of how they played defensive football. The, the inability to, to hit the right gap, I mean, they were, they were shooting the wrong gaps all day long. They were getting out of their pass rush lanes. They were missing tackles prolifically. They were in the wrong personnel groupings. something we saw against the commanders at times. Um, just anything that a defense can do wrong they did and, and, and you you they needed to be perfect to beat miami and they were the opposite of that and that's how you sort of run into this to this thing um it was just it was just incredible in every facet and i think i think when when you score like miami did on the third play of the game on a 54 yard touchdown to tyree Hill, in which the most explosive player in the league is not covered within a country mile um you sort of said "Ooh." this is gonna, there are already these things that are starting to show themselves and it just somehow got way, way worse from there.
0: Yeah. Especially then when the offense gets the ball and doesn't get a first down, Uh, you know, you just, the offense gets the ball back. You you run a couple times then you take a deep shot, which give them credit. They were trying to, they were trying to make a big splash play on that first drive, but then you give the ball right back to Miami. And before we'd even settled in our seats, you're down 14, zero. And I mean, that's just the the way that you slow down a team like the Dolphins. Like their offense is going to score. The Broncos' offense is actually well situated to deal with something like that. They're the kind of offense, you know. Miami's time of possession wasn't domineering in this entire uh, game. Like right. you, what, the way that you slow them down is, you get the ball back, you run, you slow the ball down when you're on offense, you score points consistently, and then you look for those one or two stops here and there where you can really capitalize. And the Dolphins. Are the, the Broncos had one of those really big stops in the first half when, um, you know, the, the Broncos line. go down, they score a touchdown, you know, the defense comes back fourth and one, or, you know, the, they pick up nine yards on the first down, but then three straight real good defensive stops on the run. It was the only possession where the Broncos didn't throw the ball, go figure. They were effective at, at stopping it. Zach Allen came up with a couple really big stops for loss on that, that drive, and suddenly the offense gets the ball back and has a chance to like make this a respectable game and put some points on the board and kind of, there's six minutes left at that point. Like if the Broncos like chew up five minutes of that clock and put some points on the board, you're going into halftime, you know, maybe down a field goal or four, three, four points. Instead they go backwards, three straight plays basically, and then kick the ball back And Miami manages to score two more times before the end of the half. Like yeah. that is horrendous. Like the defense, like the defense did its job there, not throughout the rest of the game, but like even when like there was the small glimmers of possibility for making this happen, it just the team wasn't wasn't there today. It just couldn't live up to the the onslaught from the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, no, you you hit it on the head. I mean that that was obviously it was twenty one to ten, and I, I think that the 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 Dolphins almost just got bored. Like you said it, Devon, <laughs> Shane, a chain who we'll, we'll talk about in a minute. This guy played six snaps, Matt, in the NFL before today. Um, he had over 200 yards rushing. He scored four total touchdowns, which tied a Dolphins record. Uh, he and Mo- Mostert both scored four touchdowns. First time in NFL history, two teammates scored four touchdowns in the same game. Um, and, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's uh, second and two after his eight yard run, Um you know, the Dolphins they, they give it to him again, he gets another yard. Then they got they got cute on a third and one and a fourth and one. They they go to their fullback Alex Ingold, one on a direct snap, the other on a handoff, and, and he gets wrapped up for uh you know, for, for no gain on both of those runs. And then the you know, so the Dolphins take over at the I mean I'm sorry, the Broncos take over at the Dolphins thirty three and they start that drive with a penalty. So now you're in first and fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Javante Williams on second ends up running for a three yard loss. You're, you know, you're third and 17 at the 40. So now not only do you not score, yeah, you're, you don't go forward. You, you actually punt, punt the ball, um, and and you give it down, you you punt it down, give them the ball at the 14, um, and they, they score and they score in no time, um, whatsoever. Um, you know, obviously part of, you you mentioned they score two more times, um, the second of which came after after the first of cortland sutton's two fumbles so like the, the the offense is in no way absolved they turned the ball over three times um they they had two touchdowns nullified by penalties and it's again like they, they have definitely shown uh, you know a better playbook they've shown an ability to to you know to hit big strikes like marvin Mims is a player like that's That's the one positive takeaway that you can take from this game. If you're a Broncos fan, the guy had a kickoff return touchdown. He he had 73 plus yards receiving. He's the most explosive player on this football team. And if he's not playing 30 snaps a game, they're doing something horribly wrong. Um, But, but again, it's just like still the, the inconsistency on that end um, is, is, is still there. Like the inability to finish drives, the inability to like not bite yourself you know um you know to set yourself back continuously that's still there and in a game where like everything was getting away from the defense like the the offense did no no did them no favors like whatever the opposite of complimentary football is that's what that's what today was
0: yeah and it's it was easy like kind of looking at the first half and the, those two touchdowns coming off the board and and both of them were calls I wasn't a huge fan of the, the pick play or the rub play not a huge fan of that call. The, the yeah, emotional, you're, you're supposed to be
1: supporting. These I'm referees. supposed
0: to support the refs. Absolutely. But, um, and I absolutely do when they get it. Right. But like both of those calls are ones that are like minor. Um, You know, those are calls that like, you see those kinds of mistakes where like the guy is set, but only set for half a second instead of one second. Like you see that every play guys yeah. lining. It's like guys lining up in the backfield. Like those things happen every play to take points off the board for that is rough but then you look on the other, other side of the ball i mean the dolphins had a 20 yard touchdown 23 yard touchdown run taken off the board with a questionable holding call as well but instead of then settling for three points four point or four plays later the dolphins are back in the end zone so
1: yeah well, on one of their touchdown drives they 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 overcame two offensive holding penalties on the same drive like, right. just like so when you're oh
0: well. <laughs> when you're it's like you know second and 22 and it's like oh yeah i know they'll get that that's not a problem <laughs> that's not a good sign
1: I mean, it goes back to, like, you just have to give them so much credit. Like, Tyreek Hill, like, they they know what a challenge this guy is. And and he's so unique. And I was talking to somebody about this uh, after the game, is that it's not just that he is the probably, like, football speed fastest guy in the league. Um but it's that he has just this incredible spatial awareness because it doesn't do you much good to be super duper fast if you're running super duper fast to the wrong spot he is a guy who like knows exactly where to be and then gets there faster than anybody can can you know anybody can stop him from from doing what he wants to do and and you saw that because he'll just curl himself into these zones where there's four or five people around him and yet he's still so open um because he's He's low to the ground. He's quick. I mean, it's just—it is the perfect combination of of his his gifts athletically. Mike McDaniel's just brilliance for 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 putting guys in positions they need to be in. Um, to attack Avaloa's accuracy, um, which just gets better and better. I mean, this guy did not throw an incomplete pass until the third quarter. Uh, completed his first seventeen passes. The the Dolphins didn't face a third down until the three minutes into the second quarter. I mean, man, th- this looks like a team, and they're going to have tougher tests than Denver. But, but if you're the Broncos, um, I mean, the, the big question now, and, and the fan base, you you mentioned it right off the top, Matt. You, you've got the fire Vance going. Um, look, this is a guy who is who is well respected around the league, but but his hiring was not met with a ton of fanfare here, and obviously, the fan base part of this seven seasons of of missing the playoffs. Um, was with him at the, at the helm, uh, was with him as the head coach. So they, they lived through that. Um, and, and he comes back after four okay years in Arizona, never having an elite defense. Um, and yeah, I shout Cardinals beating the, beating the Cowboys tonight, but you know, he, uh, he isn't, you know, so wasn't ever really that guy and had never really worked with Sean Payton before. So he didn't necessarily like have that, have that connection. Um, but again, Sean Payton left no uh, you know, no mystery about the fact that he wanted Vic Fangio to be his defensive coordinator. You know, Vic Fangio was, you know, understandably like it's too, too soon that I was fired by this team, um, that is now five and 15 since they f- fired him by the way. And so that was not going to be a thing. And then, you know, it, it seemed like sort of a rushed marriage with, with other candidates. He ends up going with Vance Joseph. And I just think that He's. I mean, look, he's he's dealt with the secondary injuries early in the season have been have been rough. But man, they've got so many like free agents that this team has put on the roster that they, that they expected the guys that he has said have were going to be um you know good fits with what he was trying to do. Um, and they are simply they have they have given up 102 points in the last seven quarters of football. Matt, they didn't give up 102 points until the seventh game last year. Like this is a bottom line business. And, and I always, I I detest this just like, and look, fans are free to do whatever they would say, what, say what they want. Don't, you know, obviously don't make things personal, but you can say fans have the right to to what they believe. And so I'm, I'm never going to tell a fan not to think something I tend, you know, I don't, I don't come on here and want to just like call for people's call for people's jobs. Right. I know how hard this business is for, for coaches, for their families. Um, But this just seems to me like, like a marriage that was rushed that it, that is something of a mismatch right now. And, and, you know, again, if, if you're trying to create a culture in which you, you are creating accountability, a, a game in which you lose by 50 points, I mean, 50 points, you don't lose football games by 50 points. Like there, there probably has to be a reckoning when it, this is not a normal loss. Pay, Payton, Sean Baton said it himself. Every once in a while, you'll get your butt whooped in, in the NFL. You, you are You are, but this was different. You're, you're not doing this on a regular night,
0: 1966, Nick. That was the last time someone put up 70 points in an NFL game, 1966. And the Broncos doesn't happen these days.
1: The the previous worst loss for the Broncos by a margin of defeat perspective was in 1963. I believe they, they lost 59 to seven to the Kansas city Chiefs. So that was a 52 point loss. Um this was a this was a fifty point loss, but it came while giving up to your point, yeah, the worst the, the the this in modern so we we compare a lot of things. We say this the Super Bowl era, um you know the the, the AFL NFL merger is is often used as a um sort of a modern delineation of football. And in the modern era, this was the this was the worst surrender of points in the league.
0: Defensive performance.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that like when we think of Vance, or when I think of Vance Joseph, one of the things that he's usually pretty good at is like game planning to like take away what a team does well. Um, you know, he, he tends to have a game plan. Like if Tyree kills the guy, then we're going to bracket Tyree kill. And you thought that with waddle out for the game that, you know, you, you can take away one of those main weapons, Tyree Hill. you bracket, cover him, put two guys on him and make someone else on the, the dolphins step up. But they weren't able to take away anything that the bronc or that the dolphins wanted to do today. Like the running game gashed them for 350 yards and the passing game gashed them for 350 yards. Like, that is yeah. insane. No, it's like, it
1: like the perfect symmetry of a performance. Right. Like Because we talked about 35 points in the first half, 35 points in the second right. half, five rushing touchdowns, five passing touchdowns, 350 rushing yards, 376 passing yards. You had two running backs each score four touchdowns. Tyreek Hill had nine catches for 157 yards, two different quarterbacks through 50 plus yard touchdown pass, Like literally to your, like nothing could not like they there was not a single thing that they wanted to do that they weren't allowed to do. Like it was, I mean, I'm just telling you, man, like, and this, I mean, this was their home opener, Matt. And I like, usually we get to these games. I usually try to get to the game about three hours early, get up into the press box, get settled in, watch, um, you know, watch players warm up, talk to folks. Like you just try to get a feel. And this one, I walked around outside a little bit more, and this the man like I've not seen people get there this early. Like the tailgates were already jamming. Like they have this area where they're playing live music. Like the crowd was so ready for this team. It was their home opener after two great road wins, so the place was hopping. They score on the third play of the game, and it was just a party. Like that's why I wrote. I, you know, I wrote it. I wrote another story from from the Dolphins' perspective that kind of says like this is the this is the biggest party in the NFL right now. The Miami Dolphins. <laughs> And, and the Broncos, man, like they, they were invited to be like the the court jesters tonight.
0: Yeah. And I watch it back going back after the game minute, I went back and kind of watched most of that first half again to kind of try to figure out like where it went wrong. I have to give myself like, a, little bit of a break before I go do that. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I thought it was interesting after the fact. So the first, the first drive, they throw that fly route down the, the sideline to Cortland Sutton and
1: did that look he, to see? So there there was talk. I did not. Did it look like he came down with
0: that catch? So it did. So it looked like. So he bobbled the ball initially, but then he, he corrals it and toe taps on the way out the line. And I'm guessing what Peyton saw on the sideline was that first bobble. And it didn't yeah. look like he got it down. But after he controlled it, he did get both. And they even said on the broadcast, they called him the rules analyst. And he was like, yeah, that's a catch. And yeah. they didn't challenge it. Yeah. And, you know, Peyton said after the game, you know, I, we thought we had a pretty good look at it. Um, but I don't, I think they saw the bobble and so they didn't, and I don't know if they had a coach upstairs looking at it closer or not, but that was a catch. Yeah. And that like, that's one of those challenges that like you throw it out early. Like it feels real bad if you lose a ti a timeout early, but that like, that's 50 yards that keeps your defense off the field for a few more plays, maybe a little bit of momentum. I, I struggle with not challenging that one. That yeah. that's one that I think when he looks at it in tape, he's going to want that one back.
1: So. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's the thing is like, nobody will be spared. Like they, they are, they were heading into a brutal film session. Like the coaches are going to, obviously they were going to start watching it on the plane ride home. They'll, they'll be pulling it all night. Players will get back to get back pretty early for meetings. Um, they on, uh, on Monday morning back in Denver. I'm sure they've already landed by now. Um, and then, and, and they'll have to go through it all day. He said, this, this is one, like, you know, we always talk about like, dissected, to move on to the next game. He's, he's essentially saying like this is going to be this is going to be one that um, that you really have to sit with. And, you know, look, I, I think I, I think when you do spin it forward, like here's the situation. They are 0-3. This is not a playoff football team. This is one of the worst teams in the NFL. And I think that the thing that they have to get to is where they accept this reality. They have tried to be a team that can live on that, you know, borderline wildcard type of deal, but have never been able to, to get there. And in, and in the process of like trying to, 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 patch all these fixes, like the dam has, has broken and, and it's, and it's just, it's just spoiling everything right now with what they're trying to do. You know, the funny thing is like, we get on one of these games, this, you know, this embarrassing game and we're more or less not talking about Russell Wilson. And that's because he largely has done his job the first three weeks of the season um i think he's looked good I, th- I think they're they actually protected him decently well in this game he made he made some good throws like as you mentioned he had two touchdowns called back by by iffy penalties um Other one dropped and he had he dropped you know obviously they had two drives um you know interrupted by fumbles by Cortland sutton one one in miami territory uh, a promising drive in the second half which javon oh man javon hall and that safety for the dolphins that guy's a player too I mean forced both of those fumbles the second one was They're
0: just beautiful a punch outs violent punch
1: out of the ball <laughs> right. um so so again like russell wilson is largely i think doing what you know what you expect of him um he's not a top 10 top 12 top 15 quarterback anymore but he's 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 playing like you know a, a middle of the road quarterback again when you made that in March of 2022 you hope for a lot more than that but i think coming into that you said hey let's get him back to average and then and then we can go from there but everything else has fallen apart now and so i just right the the way this is setting up now the trade deadline's in late october you know you probably go to chicago and beat the bears although i give the bronco i don't give the broncos any wins the rest of this season right the bears are and three as well they just got thumped by the chiefs which a lot of teams do they didn't lose by 50 they lost by 31. um right. you know obviously the chiefs were playing hard for taylor swift and um <laughs> they uh you know they put on a show for her so of Patrick they, Mahomes
0: after the game was like, "Yeah, no, I had to get Travis a touchdown for the Swifties."
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that was important. Swifties, yeah. So, um, so you know, yeah, I wonder if she's gonna be going to every every game now. If I'll catch a glimpse there on October twelfth when we head up, if, if that's just gonna be a thing now.
0: Is that gonna fit um, her schedule? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Let's dissect. Uh, let's dissect some Taylor, more Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what the podcast that's really what this needs. Podcast
1: needs. Yeah,
0: we'll, yeah, we'll get our. David will listen
1: to it a little bit more. I think we'll get our. Yeah, we'll get. We'll get a new. We'll reach a new audience. Uh, ride that wave, but no. So, the, so o, two, a battle of zero and three teams next week in Chicago. You know, early kickoff there on, on a Sunday. Um, I'll be arriving in the immediate aftermath of a wedding the night before, so I'll be fresh as a daisy, ready to rock and roll with that one. Um, but yeah, I mean. Maybe they win that one, right? And then maybe they maybe they host a Jets team in Week Five that clearly, ever since Aaron Rodgers went out, is is not not the same team. But again, you don't give the Broncos anything. And even if they get to two and three, then you then you've got two out next three games against the Chiefs. You got a home game in there against a Packers team that you know had a great comeback today. They did win, right? They they ended up coming back and beat the Saints. So I mean, this is a team. If you look at it right now, that's going to have a losing record going into the. Going into the trade deadline and probably having a losing record by several games, and I just think that that this is shaping up to be a situation in which you are going to have to start thinking long and hard about um, trading players that you can get assets for, and and really start beating this, start building this thing through the draft in a way that they just have had a, have avoided now for several seasons, um, in part by necessity because of the choices they made for Wilson and Payton. Um, but, but this, this, this lack of draft picks is showing up. I'm just saying like Marvin Mims again, it's like, he's a great pick. He's turning a home run, but you don't, you haven't had enough of them. Like Miami's offense is littered with players who they, who they drafted. I mean, obviously Tyreek Hill is an exception, but littered with these really good players that they have drafted and developed and and built continuity with the Broncos just simply do not have that. and And that's the way, that's how you build teams. You have to build teams through the draft. You can't, Free agency is about fixing holes. It can't be about trying to bring in guys that are just going to, like, change your team. Like, I, I know they brought Mike McGlinchey in, you know, name, name, named him a captain. But I'm just saying you you have to build with young, talented, affordable players through the draft. And they still, even though they have their first round pick next year, they're still low on on capital. They don't have the second round pick because they got rid of that in the Peyton trade. They had two third-round picks. They traded one of them uh, to move up and get Riley Moss, uh, the cornerback, in the third round this year. Um, and, and so that that's one less third. So they're still, even though they're still short on draft picks going into next year. So I, I think, yeah, you want Jerry Judy for a second-round pick, great. You Want Cortland Sutton for you know for a third rounder cool Garrett Bowles for a sixth rounder. We get off that contract anyway next year. Let's do it. You know, like it's just they're. I, I just think they're at that point where. Um, th- this is a long road ahead. And if it's players that you're probably going to make the decision in the offseason anyway, to probably move on from, because, you know, you got to get the salary cap clean. Um, you know, that's to me worth doing. And then if you, if you've got to decide that like Russell Wilson, it might end up now being like, m- not solely his fault, but like, Hey, right. if you're going to stomach that, that cut, right. Of, of, of moving on from him, then you might as
0: well take that, take that medicine while you're rebuilding. And then if you're going to do that, you figure you try to find out what you have in some of these younger guys that you do have on the roster, or even a guy like Jared Stidham at some point, even if Russell continues to be an average quarterback an okay game manager, if you're not winning games with that right now, at some point you got to see what you have in Stidham. You got to see what you have in some of these other guys and see how that shakes out. Cause if if Wilson's not the answer this year and it's clear that the team's looking at a rebuild going forward then you're not going to have his contract on the books for next season so figure out what you have and if if, if not maybe it's Caleb Williams and yeah uh, well, although this this next week could end up being a very important game in the hunt for Caleb Williams so yeah yeah and it just like it depend you know cuz i i pushed
1: i had this mailbag and, and there's <laughs> know there's a group of fans that got on me for saying like um you know i'm my my point is this i i they they have to stop throwing assets after fixes because they just they they've they've tried to do this thing where they they go and they they make this fix and think that everything is going to be you know change if you get this this quarterback or that you know this coach whatever the case might be they have to stop throwing assets at these like quick fixes now if you're bad enough to draft Caleb Williams on your own accord, then by all means, <laughs> draft Caleb Williams, you know, and, and start from there. Like that's a pretty good, you know, pretty good deal, you know, deal to do. Did, did the Texans, what did they do today? I can't believe week this. Two. This is week three. And we're Texan, like
0: <laughs> talking draft already. Like Texans and Cardinals, both won. I'm just angry. I'm like, I'm like yeah. bad teams need to find ways to lose games and tank better than that. Guys, come on!
1: Uh, I'm just saying, like the schedule <laughs> just might do it for them. I mean, you know, we, we talked about it, Matt. We had that that mailbag question said, "What if what if they're zero for? four? Like an abject
0: man. failure, <laughs> and it it's and it looking a hell is. of a lot like an abject failure.
1: It is I mean, you lost by 50 points. An <laughs> abject failure you gave up like, 70. Like oh it's just, man, like look, I like I. And again, I, that's what I say. I don't, I don't clown. I don't make it personal because, you know, I, I was in there. Like I, I saw these long faces. I, I know that these, it hurts them more than more than anybody else could, could know. Um, it's, it is, you know, it's their livelihood. It's their, it's who they are. Um, you got a lot of proud guys in that, in that locker room. I mean, this was a day where there are certain days where it's just like when, when, when Pat Sertan, is falling asleep and getting beat for a 60-plus yard touchdown by the backup quarterback and a practice squad player.
0: Robbie Which Anderson
1: probably t- It's probably to call Robbie chosen a practice squad player because even though that's where he is now, he's done some things in the league. But all I'm saying is, like, it's just one of those things where, I mean, Pat Sertan does not get beat like that.
0: Um, yeah. And I mean, some of that, like into the fourth quarter, that defense has been on the field and like with as humid oh, as it was and as hot as it oh, was, yeah. like, it's just and not just, fair to that defense to be on the field that well, long, there so. was, and there was so much, there was a,
1: certainly a letting go of the rope aspect to that. Like, where you just like, you've, you've been just defeated so intensely that it's just like, let's just get this over with. And then, but in this league, you lose focus for one second and man, it, it, um, uh, yeah, I'll probably never see anything like that again, as long as I cover this league. I mean, we were there. Hopefully,
0: not. Hopefully we don't see it against the Bears next week. That would- <laughs> we, you know, we saw
1: a historic day today. And unfortunately for the Broncos, um, they were on the wrong end of it. Matt, any,
0: any, um, any prevailing thoughts
1: before we pop out of here?
0: Just, I I do think that that game next week against Chicago, like if you want to have, like that is a game that it has to be a gut check for this team. Like if you want to have, if you want to come in and espouse a winning culture, you can't lose a game against a team like the bears. Like you can't lose a game against 70, but like if you, if you then follow that up by losing to this bears team with as bad as they are and, and you still have this and there aren't any major cuts. I think that's going to be a significant issue. Like Yeah. I think my final thought together.
1: is that I will be surprised if if this loss today doesn't result in some kind of significant change going into next week. I don't know whether that will mean making a change of coordinator. Look, it would not be unprecedented. Like we see teams go and pivot in a different direction where they just say, Hey, this was our plan. We made this higher early on. We're just we're seeing the right on the wall. It's just not, not gonna work. Like it's not it would not be even in the neighborhood of unprecedented. For this to happen so i think that's on the table It's be something we'll be on the watch for tomorrow you know if they did do that i think you would you would look at a guy like christian parker who's been the defensive back coach now under three different head coaches for the broncos and say let's give this this young rising coach a shot an audition for 14 games and see what he has i think that's kind of probably the route that they would go um but if it's not that i mean you know lineup changes um responsibility on the coaching staff changes like we'll just have to kind of get a get a You know, we'll kind of have to see um, what Sean Payton says tomorrow, and then what they do going into the week. Because, yeah, to 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 lose by fifty, to espouse a culture where you are saying you set a standard and certain things aren't acceptable, and then you just kind of go into the following week without anything different, um, that would be surprised. They, you know, they could use just this. Hey, this first quarter of the season is our evaluation standpoint, and then we move on from there. Um, You know, maybe maybe that's what it is. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see something rather seismic happen this week, whether in coaching changes or, or personnel um, because again, Dolphins, 70 Broncos, 20, it's the kind of score that uh, probably merits some shakeups. But uh, anyway, we'll talk about it all. We'll be back middle of uh, middle of the week for another episode where we'll kind of um, talk about whatever changes do occur. Uh, and then we will um, we'll be back after the bears game in Chicago. Um, for for another episode uh, of the Not Another Bucking Podcast. Until then, thanks thanks so much for listening. Uh, We really appreciate it. Uh, Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a review, tell your friends. um, And uh, until then, thanks for watching and thanks for listening.